0: Welcome to Soul Forum. I'm Dan Center. And I'm April Bell. And together, we co-host a series of conversations and reflections that explore the unfolding search for that sense of soul, the way folks from all walks of life stumble into or construct or give shape to what they describe as their most authentic self or their spiritual sense of things or their own wisdom path.
1: What I really love about this introductory series that we call In Search of Soul is the diverse ways in which the folks we interview describe how they awaken to all of this in their own lives. From the college student to the 87-year-old environmental activist, married couples, those in mid-career, every story and reflection opens up some new window in how we might all find our way into an experience of our own individual or collective
0: soul. Episodes include my reflections on the conversations that integrate insights from poets and theologians, philosophers, and even my 35 years of experience working with all sorts of folks in search of a worthy spiritual path.
1: And I am honored as the founder of a storytelling and wisdom keeping project to spend time with each of them to allow their life story to help give you a sense of how every moment of life can draw you into your own sense of
0: soul. Soul, it's that integrative force that so many experience as a guiding principle or an orienting force in their lives. So give yourself a moment to journey a little deeper into the human experience. Welcome to Soul Form.
1: Today, I have the pleasure of visiting with Victoria and exploring the ways she keeps herself open to discovering a right and true path for not only herself, but also our collective as we slowly emerge into a new world. All right, Victoria, thank you for sitting down and talking to me today. I listened to the conversation that you had with Dan a couple weeks ago, and I was really um, excited and interested in talking to you about a few of the topics that you guys covered, but kind of in a different way. I know that you were raised Catholic, mm-hmm. and I also know that you're currently a yoga teacher. And so I'm kind of curious about like this transition between being a part of the Catholic Church to then branching out and finding. Your own path.
2: I think because I I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school and like pretty much like all elementary and high school was very much just like a, like a fixture in my life, like a pretty solid part of life. Um, that probably has pros and cons, but I think overall I'm great, grateful for to like. I guess, like, have the introduction to, like, that religion or spirituality can be a part of life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think probably the negative of growing up that way is it wasn't until I, like, moved out of my house and went to college and met, like, so many more people who were not in my Catholic school that there's, like, this awakening of, like, oh, like, not everyone thinks this way. Um So I kind of remember feeling like, like I remember my friend's boyfriend, like did not believe in God. And I was like, what? Like, how can you not believe in God? Which is such a judgment. But I think coming from my perspective was like everyone I've ever known believes in God. I think I liked having a faith, but I never felt, well, and I've, I don't know, it's hard to say, but like actual being at church and like some of the um like abuses that happen there and mixed messaging like I never felt comfortable with that so I would say from like when I moved and stopped going to that church or that school I probably have always felt like a seeker that's probably more what I would describe like no real turning point but like always looking mm-hmm. then like felt more interesting to learn about other religions and like across the world and what other people do and probably more into like meditation and learning about the Buddha. And I don't know if that's something a lot of people go through, if it's like a common trajectory, but I think that was where I found more interest. I think I've always been like really feeling a pull back to a church. And so like, as I've gotten older, have tried different ones and looked around. And so there's always this pull that like, Oh, I have to go back to a church or I have to find a church. Like that's where it's happening. And so then it's like, almost like, uh, yeah, I'm not so great at using bad words, but like a mind F to then like meet Dan and hear his ideas. And I'm like, Oh my God, like now I am like back at a church and this pastor has like all of these different ideas. Mm-hmm. which are like amazing, but just like not what I was expecting, you know? I mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: actually, I wanted to acknowledge you. You planted a seed that moved Dan to then, you know, kind of start to create this community of people to come together for the Soul Forum conversation at 9 a.m. on Sundays here at Creekside Commons. So when I was listening to, to the conversation that you had with him, you know, you mentioned the the virtual thing, the Sunday reflections that he was doing, and you were like, "Oh, it would be really nice if we could have a conversation about it." And I love that the way that it all worked out was that I think that the best way for that conversation to happen is in real time, right after the right after the the, the talk has happened. So, thank you for planting that Aww. seed. It's like you're responsible for those people being there today. Um, yeah. yeah, that feels great. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about, we never know the impact that we're going to have. You showed interest and then Dan's like, oh, well maybe I'm not that far off and like having this thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So that's really good.
2: Thanks. Yeah. I'm so glad like you're coming and I met you too.
1: So yeah. Yeah. Well, so then that's, and then, so then that's what, so one of the things that I want to talk to you about is around community. So an observation that I've made with GenX is that we kind of wanted to, to strike out on our own and find our own way, but then also there's like this hunger for community and finding like-minded people and, and doing that in alternative ways. So what are some of the ways that you've found community and connection for yourself? in, you know, kind of soulful or spiritual community as a young adult was like, oh, maybe maybe it isn't going to the Catholic Church every Sunday.
2: Well, I think, like, all throughout my life, I really like, like, cohorts or groups or, like, retreats. Like, I like when there's, like, small groups over time that share. Um, And I think the first time I noticed that was, um, so after I went to Davis, I got, I went to John F. Kennedy, which is closed now, I think, but I went there for my master's and that was like the first time that I was in a really small group. I would say like 10, maybe 15 people that like we went through like three years together of coursework. And that definitely felt like community. Like I definitely felt like those were my people for such a long time, um, and I guess like there's probably been like different experiences like that which for me were mostly related to like academics so like that sort of group then like having internships and being with the same group of people for a long time so it probably wasn't so much like personal but more like okay I'm in this internship for 2 years like all these other interns are my friends for this time and and I felt really connected to all of those different times and people, but then they always like ended. I also, when I went through my yoga teacher training, that was like another period where it was like, Oh my gosh, like, I love these people. I love spending time with them. Like really got connected to my yoga studio and really, really felt community. Like it doesn't have to be going to pray or going to hear Bible readings, but like seeing the same people and really feeling accepted by them. And so this yoga studio closed during the pandemic, which is so sad for me. Mm -hmm. But um, today we're having like kind of a little reunion at another studio. So I was like, oh, I'm going to wear my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: for you, you found a sense of community. Did it occur for you that you were like, wow, like this is really, this is soul food for me.
2: Yeah, like I, I definitely remember times like, Being in class or being in practice, and like having these moments where, like, and I remember one being like, just like this thought would enter my mind that, like, felt like my thought, like, it wasn't like hearing a voice, but it also felt like a more, like, wise voice, I would say. And I remember hearing or like thinking, like, this is medicine. Like, I so need to be here right now. Like this is so healing. Um, and so it was, it was kind of cool to be like having an experience, but then also having this like sense or meaning of like what is happening right now. And then
1: when you heard that guidance, where do you think that that came from?
2: Yeah. I know it's like a a big question and something I like wonder about, Um, and I, I like heard it a lot during the pandemic, like so much that I was like, this is amazing. But like, why am I hearing this voice, you know? So it it is like hard to know, to be honest, because it, it like comes in through me. So I hear it as like, um, part of me and it's not a voice saying like, you should eat more broccoli. Like, it's not like that kind (laughs) of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> which I identify as like my own like critic kind of voice, uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. but um, yeah, like whenever I like have access to it, I'm like in total awe and I'm like, this is powerful and amazing and beautiful. And it feels like super right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Oh, I can trust like anything I hear from like that part. Mm-hmm. And it is hard. Like I even, I'm like really surprised to be talking about it. Cause I um like feel that people will think it's weird or like, what is this voice you're hearing? Why do you listen to it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like completely connected to it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would call it like a spirit, um, but it's only happened in recent years. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, I also feel like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. this is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But it sounds like it's benevolent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it feels like good and kind and like like an actual like truth with a capital T, like, mm-hmm. like very all-knowing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And it also
1: sounds like potentially the messages are short and concise.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like... Sound bites. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, but they resonate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when that happens for you, sounds like it's a guidepost for you to keep kind of like doing what you're doing. Do you have a couple of things that happened during the pandemic that you're willing to share that gave you guidance or?
2: Yeah. Because of the work I do. Um, and I, I know a lot of people had like things happen with their work or career, but, um, Like, not only could I not go to work during the shutdown, but where I was working, they let me go. And, and for me, that was my first time being laid off. Um, and also for, I mean, I I think a lot of people when they are laid off have this experience. So it was like super humbling to be like, oh my gosh, I'm like in that club now. And I know how people feel when they're like, I worked there for like 20 years. Like what? You know? So, um, And because everything was closed and it was, like, super quiet, no lawn blowers, (laughs) Um, I just was, like, walking all the time to, like, be in nature. And I feel like probably, like, after the first week or two of, like, not going to work, we were at home. Like, out on a walk, I heard, um, like, there is support here. And I was just like whoa like it was so quiet only me but I actually really felt like yeah even though I don't have support in the way I'm used to having it of like where's my paycheck what's happening and I had like a whole whole big thing with unemployment like not coming through so like in terms of like that tangible support it really wasn't there and yet I like felt this like super strong feeling of like I am more supported than I've ever been um, and like, it has just been that way, like all year, you know, like just like beautiful kind moments happening and people mm-hmm. being very, um, supportive in ways that aren't like money.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's beautiful.
2: Um, and I wonder too, if like, if people think it's weird, it's only because like it hasn't happened to them yet and so they're like what like what are you talking about my
1: guess is that it's happened it happens Mm -hmm. to a lot of people my observation is that because like you said it's been happening more in recent years so I think one is that also as we mature through life, like, kind of our priorities change, our drives change, our perspective changes. And then if you do have a spiritual practice, well, you're opening yourself up to, um, you know, at least the space to listen, then there's the, you know, there's an opening, right?
2: Mm -hmm. I think that's why it happened so much during the pandemic because there was, like, so much space, And I think that's something I miss now is that now I'm busier and I know our lives aren't like normal again, but they have kind of come into like a more like pattern or like, I don't know, routine, I guess. And then I like can only access it when there is a ton of space. So Mm -hmm. I think that's good for me to know and remember like, okay, if I need to check in, I just need to like clear a day or like take a super long walk or hike or yeah. Yeah.
1: So for me, one of the things that I was really present to because of the pandemic was the loss of the communities that I had created for myself. So as a self-employed person, works from home so i was work from home before the pandemic (laughs) that wasn't something that i had to shift into but what what it for me what it took away was the ways that i would go out into society and connect with different communities and some of those ways were um i wasn't even aware of of like how you know like that i that i did that for myself now that we've all isolated and it's time to come out of our, we're slowly coming out of our cocoons. <laughs> so what's your perspective on the way that the gathering of communities might change? Like, do you see it as, well, I'm just going to go back with my yoga community and we're going to pick up where we left off? Or or do you, are, do, do you view that as there's something different potentially arising now that, you know, we've been through this, you know, collective cocoon.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess on the surface, um, or like top answer, like the studio I belonged to is no longer like physically there. Right. So we all can't go there. And then just in the way that like when something closes, people scatter So while I still want to have yoga as like a part of my life and routine and meet new people, it feels like weird to almost like plug back into the old things that I'm like wanting something new. Like it almost feels like I moved, even though I didn't, like I'm literally in the same house, the same town. Yeah. But so much feel and maybe it's because everything moved around me uh-huh. that I have this feeling like, oh, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, everything is different mm-hmm. and we for everyone in like big and small ways, you mm-hmm. know.
1: So this is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. So yeah, I'm so excited there's a segue. <laughs> I, I, I often view things with like, you know, the pendulum, the way the pendulum swings, right? And so when smartphones and social media became an overwhelming presence in our lives so let's say 2008 9 10 you know it was really interesting to see people be excited about oh like I'm reconnecting with all these people that I hadn't seen in so long and wow, social media is such a great connector. And like, you know, and then we all have this feeling like, oh yeah, the world is like, it's more connected now than ever before. And then as time goes by, we're like, wow, the more connected I become, the more disconnected from actual people I am. And then the pandemic comes And now we don't even have a choice. Like the only way we can stay connected with other people is through technology. And, you know, for me, it was kind of like, you know, the, so then that's like the apex of the, that, that pendulum swing of like, well, here we are. And like, how's that working for you? So what I'm interested in, and I'm interested in your view on this, is like, you know, having lived in a world that we, where we didn't have that. In the 90s, if I was feeling like I really needed to go have a conversation or just be around people or whatever, like, I literally had to go somewhere. <laughs> like, I would have to go out and say, hey, what's been going on? right? Whereas you can just now kind of cheat and go on Facebook and then it's like, oh, satisfied. And then you just become lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. Um, so there's like this illusion of connection that social media and technology has, has created. So I'm just curious about like, what's your perspective on sort of like having lived in a analog world to, to watching the rise of technology, and then having now—I um, was going to say suffered through, but lived through <laughs> <laughs> this—you know, this this experience of the pandemic and like kind of like where we're at now, where we can kind of see, you know, there's like some glimmer of hope that 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 um, you know we can all come out of the cocoon. But yeah, so what, what's your?
2: Oh, April. And like, now we could talk for like 10 hours. <laughs> right. Like, you are my sister on this topic. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I think I feel lucky from my perspective. Like the whole time technology was shifting, I was like, oh, I'm a dinosaur and I don't care. Like I really owned it and people would like tease me and I was like, I don't care. Like, I think you're wrong. Like, I think you're going into this like different world that I just don't want. So I actually only got a smartphone last year. Like I never had one before. And now that I have it, I don't even use the smart features. And so it's like, it's just a new phone for me because my old one was dead. Mm -hmm. But I guess I never felt fulfilled from like looking at Facebook. So I didn't. And I act like, hearing what you say, I don't think other people do either. But they've either, like, told themselves they do or they think they do or media is telling them this is, like, the way to connection. But I don't, yeah, I've never felt connected through it. It felt more, and this is, like, one thing I probably have appreciated about the pandemic with technology, is I still think, and like, you probably know that word of like IT, right? Like information technology. Like, I still think it's super cool to get information from like probably the most valuable thing is for like Zoom. Like, Oh, I can take a really cool class through Zoom that maybe was only offered in San Diego and I don't want to fly there. So I can still like receive information feel like we receive anything more than that through like a technological medium but we're being told we do
1: what are the meaningful ways that you have of connecting with other people
2: like spaces like this or spaces like earlier this morning where like people are together like there's something about just having space but I, I do think it needs to be in person. And sure, pandemic, I get it. It's like in person is not safe. So let's have like a video call. But I think it's actually, yeah, dangerous to think it's a replacement for that. And I will, I will probably like hold strong on that until the end. Like I feel pretty strong that that's not, it's not right, you know. I hope for people like the experience of not being with people for so long actually then does swing them back. Like you can't replace that. Like last night I went to a concert and it was like 600 people. There was a choir there and like singing in all their different harmonies. And the composer, I felt like I could feel him being like, oh my God, we haven't been here in two years and again, sure, you could play music over Zoom, but, like, you can't feel the resonance of it unless you're in the room. And it was just, like, I feel like everyone seemed so grateful to, like, hear music together, mm-hmm. especially, like, beautiful music.
1: The times before technology was so pervasive in our lives, I view it as, like, having sort of a groundedness in Community and connection and stuff like that, and like, how do you see yourself like bringing that into the iteration of life that we're moving into?
2: Well, I think just remembering to bridge everything over. Sure, maybe there is some like online forum or like class, but like, can we meet in person? Like, I feel like there's just a big pull for that for me. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward like bringing people together and finding um, how people want to share and what feels good. I feel like our world has such a hunger for that. It's almost like if I hear like 10 people say it, then it's like, let's make that happen. Like, how can we bring that to life? And, and everyone says it like all the time. So I guess trying to be like a steward of that in a way. Mm-hmm. Um And not just accepting how things are or the way they're headed. Yeah, I'm just one person. But if we all did that, how can we bring it into connection again? Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Last night at the concert, they had the the, the lyrics on a projection. But they sang a song that was actually a quote from Mother Teresa. Mm Mm-hmm. And the sense of it was we we have forgotten, we're forgetting, we belong to each other. And I definitely feel like that has happened in families and communities, but also big picture society globally. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just feels like this desperate time that we need to bring that. We all need to find it. Like that needs to be our mission. Like mm-hmm. we have to bring it back. And if not. I'm sure things will keep going, but yeah, it's like we're in for like a lot of heartbreak if it, you know. Yeah,
1: I really agree with you in regard to like how we come back together because it's blindingly clear how the feedback loop of social media has created such a huge Divide in culture and society, but fundamentally, I believe that we all want and need the same things. I want to be happy. I want to, you know, love and be loved. I want to feel connected. You know, I want to take care of my family. These are fundamental things that we all want, that we all have in common, more overwhelmingly than you know any of our political differences Mm -hmm. that we could have. And I really believe that by coming together in the same room and having these, you know, respectful conversations of you know, sharing different opinions and views is the only way to come out of that um, this chaos that we're in the middle of right now and so you know I just want to acknowledge you like you are a steward of that like by showing up you know you steward that into the future and as more of us do show up that you know it will continue to To be nourished and grow and hopefully blossom into you know the the, you know the world that we all want to live in so thank you for that
2: yeah thank you yeah I had the experience through work of connecting with people who are more conservative than I am like I don't know how far on the conservative spectrum but I just know more than me but then having longer conversations but it's like gosh, like, these are people I like. Like, I've known them for a long time. I care about them. We totally have different views. And yet to, like, see their experience of being scapegoated and not having their views respected, I think I felt it so strong one-on-one. I was like, this is not okay. It doesn't feel good for, like, whatever my ideology is to then control theirs. And all they're doing is like kind of pushing back and being like, hey, you can't do that to me. And yet these two people are leaving the Bay Area because mm-hmm. they're just like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I fit in here. I don't feel like there's any room for me. And like, I need to go somewhere where there is. And I was like, this is horrible. This is where they grew up. This is where they've lived. And mm-hmm. and then I was like thinking whoever I, Represent to them that if they're like, oh, you're like this person on the left who like won't tolerate me. And I was like, oh, this feels so bad. I need to look at this more of like, we're not even including them. Yeah, just how to make room for everyone is what feels good. All right,
1: we'll we'll finish there. (laughs) Thank you, Victoria. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today.
2: Likewise.
1: Thank you, April. In the wise words of Mother Teresa, Today, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. That man, that woman, that child is my brother or my sister. In what ways are you looking to create the kind of connection and community that nourishes your soul? What ways of being feel right to you as we step into and create our new collective experience together join us for our next episode where dan reflects on some of the themes that have been emerging in this series throughout all the conversations so far a few key trends have emerged that might help you navigate or explore your own journey into your sense of soul. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would take a moment to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving a five-star review would be tremendous. It truly helps us a lot in regard to being discovered by others. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30 minute presentation is also live streamed via YouTube and Facebook, where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.